This is Christopher Benincasa for the Jersey Arts Podcast. The music of Tchaikovsky's Nutcracker Suite, first performed in 1892, is about as well-known and loved as any given Christmas carol. 68 years after it premiered, jazz masters Duke Ellington and Billy Strayhorn created a rollicking reinterpretation of the classical holiday standard. Anyone familiar with Tchaikovsky's Nutcracker, and most of us are, can appreciate Ellington and Strayhorn's brilliant and playful big band take. This coming Sunday, the New Jersey Youth Symphony will perform both Nutcrackers side-by-side, bouncing Ellington and Strayhorn's arrangements off of Tchaikovsky's original compositions. We recently sat down with Helen Chapio, Artistic Director and Principal Conductor of the New Jersey Youth Symphony, and Julius Tolentino, Director of the New Jersey Youth Symphony's Jazz Orchestra. So this is such a cool project. Tell me how the two of you made this happen and why. So it was about a year ago uh, when um, I was in the middle of my first season here as the artistic director and principal conductor of uh, New Jersey Youth Symphony. And it was our inaugural year for jazz orchestra and our jazz program here uh, at the same time. And as uh, we all have to plan for the season, about 16 months out, um, I called up Julius and said, how would you like to do the Tchaikovsky and Duke Ellington Nutcracker Suite side by side? Uh, And his immediate reaction was, I've been wanting to do that for (laughs) so long. And, uh, And I said, me too. So that's how it started. Is that true, Julius? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) the mechanics of this concert are really interesting you're alternating between the symphony and jazz orchestras sort of interlocking the music yeah well we're rehearsing it for the first time with both groups tonight and that's going to be really exciting for um, all the students i I don't think they realize um how how amazing you know to hear them back to back is what, what that's going to be like i've only seen it done once like that before with the uh, Jazz Lincoln Center in the New Yorkville. Um, and that, you know, I've never seen a, a high school group do this, so it's, it's very exciting. Um, and just to hear the different, you know, different colors that, that the kind of groups that we have uh, bring and, and the, uh, you know, the different take on, on, on Tchaikovsky's Nutcracker with, with Ellington bringing it to the big band, it is... Just hearing them back-to-back is going to be very exciting. The reason why I really wanted to do this so badly was I did see last year uh, a rendition of kind of um, uh, 
I think it's it wasn't all eight movements of the Tchaikovsky, but um, Jeff Tyzek has an arrangement of this that you can do with a full orchestra and jazz band, but not back to back. And I kind of missed it. You know, as a musician, you really want to you know, listen to something and listen to the transformation that Duke Ellington makes from Tchaikovsky's original uh, idea and the melodies and the rhythm and and all of that interesting uh, orchestration that Tchaikovsky is known for. And then what he does with that, and of course we have to give um, Strayhorn kind of the due um, uh, credit for all that orchestration that he did for Duke Ellington. Um, And what I missed in that live performance last year um, by a university orchestra was that, ah, I wish I could hear it back to back. I wish I could hear the Tchaikovsky and immediately hear what Duke Ellington did, like within three minutes apart. And so I think, you know, it's a challenge uh, to put both groups on the stage because there isn't really a stage that's big enough to have ample space for our, our musicians. But we're going to make it happen. <laughs> okay, so... The Tchaikovsky back-to-back with Ellington thing is really neat. Julius, could you tell me which two pieces you enjoy most hearing, uh, one after the other? For me, it's the, it's the overture, the beginning. Because um, Duke Ellington kind of refers to it like the way it was intended and, and just the way he changes the rhythm like after that first statement. Uh, you know, And he changes it each time he, he brings that, that melody back just slightly, you know. When, well, with any, uh, you know, any music that you take and bring it to the jazz idiom, you know, you always have to to deal with swing, and that's our ground rhythm. So that lends to a lot of syncopation that kind of naturally happens. But the way Billy Billy Hay Strayhorn and and Duke Ellington kind of just play with the melodies and change it like every two bars, you know, slightly changing it and changing it, it, it's, it's just fun to hear. I'm, I'm really excited to hear him back to back. Helen, how about you? Which two pieces do you really enjoy hearing uh, side by side? Oh, it's hard to choose. It really is. Um, you know, the most famous movement, probably, um, if I had to pick one uh, from the Tchaikovsky, is the Waltz of the Flowers, the very final one. Um, and the way, uh, you know, Tchaikovsky does it, um, it really serves the ballet itself. So there's a lot of repetition. Uh, Duke Ellington actually simplifies it in a way. He doesn't do all of the repetition. He kind of takes the middle section out too. So um, he, I think he understood maybe the psychology of 
listeners. You know, when things repeat so many times, maybe they will get bored. Tchaikovsky had to repeat a lot because of the dance form that he needed to、um, uh, preserve, and for the the ballet choreographer to to do all of that. So、um, without the dancers, I think the Tchaikovsky、uh, kind of loses out a little bit. You know, in the Waltz of the Flowers because it is a little long.、Um, Yet Duke Ellington's version of that is just so exciting, and we are actually switching、uh, Ellington's、uh, original order of these suites to match the Tchaikovsky. So he does not end with the Waltz of the Flowers,、um, Ellington. However, we're going to end with that, and he has a really funky kick at the end, and and I love that ending. Yeah. <laughs> Are familiar with the music of Tchaikovsky's Nutcracker Suite. Could you explain Duke Ellington's take on it? I don't think I was aware of it before learning about this concert. I have since listened to the whole thing though, and it was really fun.、Um, but could you sort of talk about what Ellington and Strayhorn did with it? Whatever you bring, whether it be folk music or or Tchaikovsky, the Peterson Suite, or you know anything, and, and put it in a jazz, the jazz idiom, we deal with the, the swing ground rhythm, and.、Um, It's just so interesting that 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 he sometimes is trying to keep the same colors with the clarinet or、um, you know the lower brass and or sometimes he'll he'll you know, he'll have to adapt that to the big band and、um, and and it, like Helen said it, it was originally written as a ballet right but、um, I think for me Ellington we're dealing with with swing music dance music of the time. Popular music, so that's a whole different element to to it, you know. That brings、um, a more popular dance feel to to the Nutcracker,、um, and you know, just the way he he goes back and forth with keeping the rhythms as written, and then how he brings the swing element. I think is the biggest biggest lift. But I think it's like really fun, funny. I mean, he's got such good sense of humor, right? Right. <laughs> so you know,、um, I don't know if people, listeners, know, but this was the first piece that、um, Tchaikovsky's version that、uh, featured the instrument celesta. You know, and so the, you know that very famous,、um, you know, sh-、uh, sugar plum fairy dance 
that you hear the tingling music box-like sound, right? So uh, we're gonna put the celesta right up on the uh, stage, you know, edge of the stage, so that kids who come to our concert will see what that box looks like. It's a keyboard instrument. So, but. Ellington takes it and gives it to a lot of the melody to like the lowest instrument in the Barry, Barry saxophone. And it just, it, if you know it, it just, it cracks you up, right? <laughs> it's like, you know, that sense of humor, but musically it makes perfect, you know, kind of a juxtaposition that he's trying to do. Um, and so I, I thought that uh, kind of his instrumentation is, is actually very um, playful. I read a quote from you uh, talking about how this project is an example of how creativity at its highest form can bring together two completely different worlds. Could you expand on that a little? I was referring back to the, the you know, genius of Ellington. Uh, orchestra kids, funny enough, they're dying to hear the big band play this tonight, right? And uh, they're like, ah, oh, people are going to like Ellington so much more than Tchaikovsky, <laughs> right? Uh, and when I say Ellington was, was the genius who brought these two worlds together, and we are the beneficiary of that, uh, because he crossed over to the classical world, and with the skills that he had with Strayhorn, to bring this music to the jazz world, uh, we can listen to Tchaikovsky in a different way now. And we can listen to Ellington, his other original music, uh, differently. Now, our youth orchestra kids might now, you know, go on Spotify and say, I want to just hear what other pieces that Ellington wrote. Maybe the jazz kids would be like, oh, you know, what's the other suite that Ellington, you know, transferred, you know, the Pyrgin. So I think bringing those two worlds together, um, and for us, it's different uh, walks of life, different kids uh, bringing, you know, and, and it's the music uh, and Ellington doing that. Uh, and, and I want to celebrate that. And I think that's really the big highlight of our concert. Um, yeah, just to piggyback on what, what Helen said, you know, have introducing these students to, uh, to, to Tchaikovsky in a different way. And a lot of these students did not know the Ellington version of the Nutcracker. Um, they're all big fans of it now. Um, and, you know, we've been, we have played a lot of Ellington in the past. Um, well, I have with, with my groups and, and this group just this past year. Um, and, you know, for, for the, 
especially for this this suite has really challenged our musicians um there there are things honestly that they cannot play in the suite (laughs) is that technically challenging i mean you know duke ellington not only did he write for the big band but he was writing for specific soloists like Mm -hmm. harry carney was the heart of the band the baritone saxophone player johnny hodges was a sound you know cat anderson was a sound cootie williams was sound so he, he didn't write for just trumpet. He was writing for Cootie Williams. So our students have to know who Cootie who Williams is. And, you know, nobody has the chops of Cat Anderson. You know, not there's not too many trumpet players in the world. So just, and, and it's okay for them not to be able to play the music. That's 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 a good thing. You know, shows them what, what's possible on their instrument and what's possible in the music. And just to see those ledger lines up, up there and just like, <laughs> you know, there's somebody that can do that. <laughs> that somebody that did that and recorded that, that's eye-opening for them. You know, just like Helen says, it, it just it, it inspires and allows them to dream. Maybe someday. <laughs> okay, well, it sounds like your audience is in for something really special this coming Sunday. Anything else you want them to know about this program before they experience it for themselves? To go back to the idea of bringing two worlds together, I think uh, a lot of people who may not have known, you know, NJYS or New Jersey Youth Symphony existed. Uh, A lot of people are buying tickets to this concert, and this is the report from the box office, that have nothing to do with uh, uh, our families or cousins or the grandparents, our diehard fans. And I think it says something about when a whole bunch of high school kids uh, come together and they have worked so hard and they're going to share this really special combination of music. Um, I think the community uh, is taking a note on that and that um, they should come with great excitement, uh, not to kind of say, oh, let's see how good they are, but how wonderful is it that we have about 140 students up there who are so dedicated to their art And on top of all of the academics that they're doing and all of the social service, you know, um, all the college-bound students have to do these days, they they have taken on to this incredible um, field of um, music making in an ensemble, uh, which takes a lot of sacrifice on their part, too. Um, And to just come to celebrate with us, you know, and this is really a time to celebrate youth and in the arts and performing arts and music. Yeah, Tchaikovsky and Ellington, they're going to rock. I mean, this is great. Uh, But when you see them up there all squeezed up uh, on that stage, I just I hope that audience members will uh, feel, you know, so, so warm in their hearts that there is just so much excitement uh, going on in our youth. And Julius? Yeah, I just want to publicly thank Helen for, uh, <laughs> for 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 making this happen. This is a bucket list for oh, me. Listen, it's a joint <laughs> effort for sure, absolutely. Yeah. And um, you know, just the the idea itself is great. You know, obviously this is something I've wanted to do, but like actually having it happen mm-hmm. is a whole other thing. So hats off to <laughs> Helen for trying to figure out how the stage it is going to happen. Yet. It's going to it's going to happen. <laughs> It's going to happen. You know, this, it's, it's a lot of students to fit on a stage, and, you know, yeah. we're trying to make it work. Helen Chapio and Julius Tolentino, thank you for doing the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Two Nutcrackers will be performed this coming Sunday at the Union County Performing Arts Center. For more information and tickets, go to ucpac.org. 
And for more information about the arts in New Jersey, go to jerseyarts.com. I'm Christopher Benincasa. Thanks for listening. The Jersey Arts Podcast is made possible by the New Jersey State Council on the Arts, supporting excellence and engagement in the arts since 1966.